Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Trinity Episcopal Pocatello podcast. Peace be with you. It is Lent, a time of giving up comforts and taking on service. Reverend Haiti digs a bit deeper into what this Lenten season could mean for us and our relationship with God how we may push ourselves away from God and how God calls us back. Based in Psalm 32 and Matthew 4, here is her sermon, Forgiven, Loved, and Free. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We have enough going on this morning that we aren't going to have a separate children's sermon today. But what I do have to say is for everyone, welcome to Lent. Welcome to the church's season of repentance and deprivation. Not obviously our biggest selling points if you're a visitor today. But Lent has been part of our tradition since the church's earliest years. It starts 40 days or so before Easter, and it helps us get ready for the big day. Kind of like week after week of lifting weights and running laps and being careful what you eat before the big game. Lent is also a season of contrast. In these weeks, we take away some of our small pleasures so we can appreciate them even more when we get them back at Easter. Here in church, we've taken away our flowers, our silver communion vessels, the alleluias throughout the service. Out of church, you might choose to set aside other things. Because lastly, Lent is a season when we remember the 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness, the example he set in the story we just heard. Jesus felt there was something important about dropping everything else for a little bit and focusing on prayer. So shouldn't we? For all these reasons, we have Lent. By the Middle Ages, that meant almost every person in Christian Europe spent a good month and a half without meat or butter or sugar I'm thinking that left them with a whole lot of stewed lentils and dried bread and cabbage. Again, not an obvious selling point for religion. (laughs) But still, today, a lot of people do choose to give up something like dessert or video games or coffee. Others decide to try something new, making lists of things they're thankful for, perhaps or getting involved in a project that helps people. Now, any of those choices can open the door to frustration and temptation. If I tell myself I am not going to eat ice cream for six weeks, then all of a sudden there is no place in the world I would rather be than that Ben and Jerry's display (laughs) at Albertsons. Even Jesus in the desert, after not eating for weeks and weeks, his first major temptation was to turn those stones into bread. 
and if I tell myself I'm going to collect for the local food drive, then all of a sudden the other things I had thought about doing with that time start feeling really important, even the ones that really aren't. These temptations build character, the church says. They help us get our priorities straight, help us know ourselves better, help us know God better. I believe that's true. Doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. And a lot of us may have mixed feelings about spending six weeks focusing on the different ways we have messed up. I'm not sure I need a season dedicated to feeling bad about myself. I might grumble. I can do that anytime. What happened to church making me feel better? Now that's tricky. And I think the psalm we spoke this morning can help us. And I warned readers of this month's call, our church newsletter, you're going to be hearing a lot about the psalms from me in the next couple of weeks. Happy are they, the psalm begins. Happy are they whose transgressions are forgiven. Happy are they to whom the Lord imputes no guilt. The psalm shows up in the middle of all of our conversations about what we could do and what we should do and what we've done wrong. And it says, y'all, the point is happiness. The point is forgiveness. The point is God's love for us. So many of the stories Jesus told, so many of the stories we tell about Jesus keep coming back to the same thing. The prodigal son, the thief on the cross. Jesus keeps talking to people and about people who think they are beyond God's forgiveness and saying, no, you're not. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And so I wonder if the biggest challenge we face in Lent and out of it, might be the temptation to push ourselves away from God. Sometimes that pushing can look like us not admitting what we feel bad about, even to ourselves. We don't want to face it. If something bad happened, it wasn't our fault. We're doing fine. Why bother God? But pushing ourselves away from God can also mean the opposite. It can mean feeling so bad about something that we're afraid other people wouldn't like us anymore if they knew that even God maybe wouldn't like us anymore, that maybe God doesn't like us. Pushing ourselves away from God can also mean trying to take care of all our own problems. Thank you very much. Or maybe finding someone else to help us who doesn't see the problem quite as clearly as God does. Who doesn't have our best interests at heart as God does. And of course, this is also part of Jesus's temptation in the story we heard this morning. He could rely on himself by turning those stones to bread. He could get help from the devil. He could rule all the countries on earth. Why bother God? God has other things to worry about, 
we have other things to worry about. So there's a temptation to shut down, to push away, to put almost anything in our lives ahead of our relationship with God. Only our psalm reminds us what happens when we try that. Because here's the thing, we didn't come here so the church can tell us we're bad people. We come here because our hearts already know that we are not quite the people we want to be. Our lives aren't quite the lives we want to have. We know we've fallen short and can do better. And when we don't admit it, when we let all of that sadness and confusion and guilt get bottled up inside us, that's when our lives get really messed up. While I held my tongue, my bones withered away, our psalm says, because of my groaning all day long. Some people argue that the word groaning in our translation really means screaming, a screaming inside. Maybe we're quiet and nice and respectful outside, but we keep getting angrier or more resentful or more frightened inside. The less we admit it, the worse it gets. Until finally, I hope we talk to someone who does have our best interests at heart. We talk to a loving parent or a teacher or a friend. We talk to God. We tell them what's bothering us, what we've done. We acknowledge our sin, as the psalm says, to them to ourselves, to God. We confess our transgressions. We talk about our doubts, our fears, our confusion. And then, several things could happen. When we talk to another person, we often find out that they don't think what's been bothering us so much is as bad as we thought it was. When we talk to God, we often realize that God doesn't think it's as bad as we thought it was. We find out that the other person loves us anyway, that God loves us anyway, that God forgives us and wants us to move on. And then we have other voices helping us figure out what to do next to make better choices a human voice in our ears, God's voice in our hearts. Be glad, you righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, the psalmist says. Shout for joy all who are true of heart. That joy, the psalm says, comes from facing the facts, admitting the facts, pushing ourselves towards God, knowing that God's love is bigger than all the facts. We rejoice because God is always with us, and none of us has to figure this out alone. Anything we do this Lent, anything we give up, anything we take on, anything we confess, is there to help us understand that. Lent is time for us to tell ourselves the truth, to tell each other the truth, to tell God the truth, and the truth 
shall set us free. Amen. We hope you found something helpful in today's episode. Please reach out to us if you have questions about our parish or the Episcopal Church. We are online at www.trinitypocatello.org. Our mission is to weave God's unfinished tapestry, and by listening, you are part of that mission. Thanks be to God.